Welcome back to this episode of the Uninformed Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review, also known as Mason. And joining me, as always, are my two great hosts. We've got Chris, aka I Chameleon I. Yo. And we have Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger. And that is me. Hi. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just living the life, living the dream. Um, I have an update from a conversation that we had when all three of us were here. Um, and I'll talk about that when we're doing the update. So I'm good. I'm oh, nice. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm curious what this update is. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I think I have a theory. It won't be a 40-minute update like last time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, about to say, I was about to say it probably has something to do with that update. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to guess that too. Well, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, what have you guys been up to in terms of the gaming sphere? Um. Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um. I've just basically been playing Destiny 2. I won't lie. That's, nice. that's about it. <laughs> been grinding stuff out, trying to unlock some of these exotics. Uh Keep trying to prep more for more to do more raids and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been doing a lot of that stuff. I think very good. What I about figured, you, Devin? Um, I'm doing all right, Chris. I figured you'd probably be playing Dying Light too, uh, since a lot of people have actually picked it up. I'm actually surprised by you continuing Destiny too. You know what's funny? I actually have Dying Light two downloaded. I I haven't even launched it yet. <laughs> wow! Gasp. <laughs> yeah, I now I will say it is on my list to to play it's but like right now i'm like really invested in destiny it's it's one of the best seasons they've had for destiny 2 in my opinion so i've just been like really like into it at the moment all right well i can't argue with that uh on my end i have just been uh working through three things forza horizon 5 continuously does like week-long updates we can win like rare cars so i always hop in and i do that even though i'm 100 finished with the game and uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, absolutely adore it. Great game, phenomenal. Um, I only play it about an hour at a time because I want to savor it. Um, so yeah. I, I haven't really played that too, too much. And then um, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is the, one of the updates, but not the main update I want to talk about. Okay, um, what you got? I have a PS5. I, that was, yes. I was unveiled uh, not too long ago. Gloating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's just an okay console at best. And um, for this OK console, I actually ended up spending, I want to say, about $500 buying me a full racing cockpit for Gran Turismo 7. Oh, my God. Holy cow, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You did not. Is it sweet? Yes, it is sweet. And yes, (laughs) I did. And it was worth every penny, and I don't care. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You, You, sir, are a mad lad. I have to make sure I am the best of all time, gentlemen, and I will always be the best of all time. <laughs> Question now, for you. I will, um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I will say this thing is bigger than I thought it was going to be when I was done uh, building it. Oh, um, yeah? So now I'm, it's stuck in the living room and I can't get it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I need a picture of this thing. And, I, and I'm curious, is it compatible only with PS5? Well, here's the thing. The racing seat itself is obviously not. Um, it's just the steering wheel. The steering wheel in itself is only compatible with PS5. 
PS4, PS5, and PC. Microsoft has their own, which is compatible with Xbox as well as PC. Now, I'm kind of surprised that they have not yet designed or developed a racing wheel that is compatible with both Xbox and PC. However, when uh, Forza Motorsport 7, or not not Forza Motorsport 7, but when the new Forza Motorsport does come out, I'll most likely be picking up another racing wheel just for Xbox. But as of right That's now, awesome. yeah, I, I think I just sent you guys the, uh, the text with the racing seat um, fully put together. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I think it was worth every penny. But that was not the update that I wanted to give you guys. Okay. Now, uh, this happened on a couple episodes back where you guys laughed at my idiocracy in that I did not know I could download Game Pass games on my computer and just play them. <laughs> yeah. I was streaming games online using internet connection this entire time. But uh, the informed gamers on the Uninformed Gamers podcast let me know, hey, why are you doing that when you can just install them to your hard drive? Huh. And uh, I attempted to install them to my hard drive, and unfortunately, I didn't have enough space. So I let Chris know. He told me about a good option. So I went on Amazon, and I bought me uh, what I believe this is called a Seagate, a a two-terabyte Seagate uh, external hard drive. I ended up installing uh, Forza uh, Horizon 5. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Chinatown Detective, and Halo Infinite. All the games that I'll be most likely playing uh, when I am in Brazil and traveling to different countries. Mm -hmm. Now, this was all fun and good. Everything was going great until I tried to play it. So, What happens when you try to play it? After spending several hours, by the way, downloading all these games, after spending about an hour updating everything for Forza Horizon 5, we finally get to the loading screen and the thing crashes. Oh no. <laughs> you got a lemon. <laughs> no, it's not that I got a lemon. It crashes with a warning message. Your graphics card is not compatible. Really? Oh, oh that's a I bummer. Have a Microsoft Surface Pro 7. Microsoft's pride and joy. And the graphics card doesn't work for the games it created for it. Yikes. <laughs> Dude, that um, is surprising because I've I don't know what game what, what game was it that you loaded up and it did that. I loaded up Forza Horizon Five and then I loaded up Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm gonna try to load up Chinatown Detective because that's low res and it does require a whole lot of us text to run it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I will continue streaming. You assholes. <laughs> I remember uh, like when I first started using the uh, Game Pass and everything. I wanted to get myself a external hard drive to help, you know, store my uh, mass amount of games that I currently have backlog. <laughs> Your 50 game backlog. Um, so luckily, you know, it, it was part of a Black Friday deal. I got a uh, an easy store uh, external hard drive of four terabytes, for like a hundred bucks. It works like a charm. I love it. Well, wish I had a graphics card that I could enjoy the play with you. So now I bought this uh, external hard drive for, should I, for stuff I can't even use. Yeah. So you just need to upgrade your external hard drive or are you able to do that? Well, no, it wants me to upgrade it's... the graphics card. And uh, Oh, okay. Personally, I don't think it's worth it for me to do so. Um, Got it. I was on Amazon because apparently I'm now an Amazon stand for this new apartment. And uh, I was actually looking at the price of gaming laptops 
So um, who knows? Maybe I'll have another update uh, within another month or so. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but besides that, I did uh, end up seeing a movie. Um, I did as well. And the movie was, for me, I don't know what movie you saw, Mason, was uh, Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. How was that? Um, all right. So here's... Because I've been hearing, like, mixed things. Like, the, the big, the, the consensus that I'm getting, and you can tell me if this is accurate or not, is the movie was just kind of mid- yeah, I could say that. I would I would definitely agree with that. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until I read something after the movie that I actually kind of changed my opinion. Because after I walked out of the movie theater, I'm like, okay, that was fine. I, I, I have no intentions of saying it again. Uh, I have absolutely no intentions of doing any deep dives on it. I didn't even post that I even went to go see it. Um, but what I read was, is that you have to understand that with Fantastic Beasts and um, Secrets of Dumbledore... Mm-hmm. You don't have a whole lot of magic movie options. Like, there's not a whole lot of movies where you can get witches and wizards. That is, I can tell yeah, series. true. And I'm like, you know what? That is very fair. And I hope more people go to see this because the Warner Brothers basically said that if the Secret- Secrets of Dumbledore is flops, they're done with the series. They're not making any more. Uh, and I think this movie actually did flop when it, when it came time. For yeah, it did. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to make any more. But after somebody bringing up that point, I'm like, you know what? It's an okay movie with cool vibes. The least you can do is go see it. For sure. For sure. I I probably won't see it in theaters, of course, because I just avoid them. When was the last time you went to a theater, Chris? um, It was uh, Dragon Ball uh, Broly. The Broly movie, whatever yeah, that we, most recent Broly movie was. Yeah, we saw that. Yep, that was the last time I was at a theater. That was a good. That was a good movie. Fair enough. It was yeah. very good. Let, very let me let me get a date for you. Let me get a year. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't I remember. Think, I think that was 2017 or 18. Damn, Chris. Let me look. Let me look. Maybe. Even though I did say I was done with movie theaters, I still I'm trying to back. remember when it came out. What were you saying, 2018. Devin? Oh, 2018. 2018. Yep. Even, even though I said that I was done with movie theaters, I still went back. But I will say, every time I go to the theater, I end up regretting it. Every single time. And well, my, just, past, my past couple times at the theater have been all, been all right. It's all right, but the amount of money you have to pay, the Rick and roll, you have to drive. Yeah, to I just, I don't like how, uh, especially Regal does this, I, I don't like how they shifted the ticket, like the in-person ticket purchasing to the concession stand. Yep. Um, because you have to not only wait in line for a longer period of time, you also have to, you know, wait longer because people are ordering concessions and doing their tickets at the same time. And it's just like, okay, well, I'll just buy my ticket online. But when you do that, you get charged extra because of the online convenience fee. And it's just like, what the fuck? I'm literally trying to save time and and money, and yet you charge me to do so. Like I'm yeah, it, I hate that. It, it's like it's like purchasing tickets for a concert online, and don't even get me started with that. That um, should be illegal. Those convenience uh, fees, it just uh, doesn't make any sense. The fees that you get charged for purchasing like concert tickets and whatnot online is obscene. Well, watch McCullough. I went to the new Cleveland Guardians home opener. How was and- that? Oh, it was great. I actually had a lot of fun. And uh, nice. 
I know a lot of people who um, have opinions about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, like, I know we don't get too political on here, but like I could really care less about the name change. I've never once Same. saw a, uh, I've never once saw a uh, Cleveland uh, Indians game. Um, so I could care less. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm a big baseball guy. Um, I, I love the Indians, uh, but like, I don't really care no, that they yeah, changed their name. Same. Still the same team. Like, I mean. Yeah. Still same. It's just a different name. Just let it go. Exactly. But I bought two tickets for the Cleveland home opener and the total fees for two tickets was $43. That's insane. <laughs> what the hell? This is why I don't like that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's a ripoff. It's a complete scam. And oh, it is. About it. Um, Mason, what's been going on on your end? Oh, I've, I've been plugging away more at the Elden Ring. I am very close. You'll get a kick out of this, Chris. Uh, I'm very close to hitting level 90. Hell yeah. Welcome. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been really grinding and I've only beaten two bosses still. I have yet to find the third boss I'm supposed to fight. Because uh, like I said, I'm playing this game blind. So yeah. I'm just like putzing about, just exploring everywhere and anywhere. Like um, I've been really exploring this area called Kalid. Oh yeah, um, that area is and, dangerous. And that's been a lot of fun. I, I call it DJ College Land. <laughs> there was a there was an uh, image online, and it, it said like the like caption instead of saying Khalid or whatever it's Khalid, yeah. it said Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was good. That's accurate. So I, I, I've been uh, exploring there, and then I discovered this like underground like city. That was really, really cool and beautiful. And yeah, I'm, that place was awesome. And I've just, I've been taking that in and I've, I've just been enamored with that area. Um, and I also discovered how to cast spells finally. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, a disaster. The game doesn't really tell you like how to do it. So I had to find out like the hard way after like 30 plus hours of gaming with Elden Ring, I finally figured out how to cast spells. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't blame you. It's been, it's been fun though, just playing the game blind, like figuring things out. Like I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I am. I'm actually like stuck. I'm getting smoked by this boss. He is. Oh, really? He is full of crap. He can go to hell. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah. I'll, 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 once I get farther in the game, I'll probably find out what boss it is. I mean, can't you guys do co-op and just knock him out? Maybe. He could. Uh, he'd have to get further, though. Well, he could come with me. We just probably will both would just get clobbered. <laughs> <laughs> I say you do that, and I say you stream it. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> um, but the, other than uh, Elden Ring, I finally got around to watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Yes. So that was exciting. Uh, I don't want to give a full review because I don't want to spoil Chris because he has yet to see it. Uh, but what I will say is it is my most favorite Spider-Man live action film right now. And I heavily enjoyed it. And I would probably give it like a nine out of 10. Now, who was your, what was your favorite part of the movie without spoiling it? Um, this doesn't really spoil too much about it. 
Um, the one aspect to the film that I really, really enjoyed and respected a lot is they brought back a lot of the musical motifs from the previous Spider-Man films for the respective, you know, alternate universe Spider-Mans. And that was just a beautiful touch. And I really, really enjoyed it. That was a really powerful, especially at one particular scene later on in the movie. I don't want to say what the scene was, but uh, that was my most favorite scene. So it, it involved the green goblin. That's all I'll say. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I do plan on seeing it relatively soon. Uh, so it is, it's expected to hit some sort of streaming platform within the next six months. Yeah. I just, Um, I don't know what one it, yeah, they have not announced which one yet. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my plan to see it. Uh, I'm also going to watch, I have, uh, me and the girlfriend are going to watch the, that new Batman movie tomorrow. Oh yeah. Let us know how you like it, dude, because, uh, it's my favorite Batman movie right now, other than the dark Knight. Yeah. From what I've heard, uh, this is, is, this is a very minor, minor spoiler. The whole, like it's more detective-y it strikes up, up, up my alley. (laughs) Yeah, and that's honestly the aspect that I enjoyed most about the film because Batman, at his core, is a detective. Yeah. And, like, he's called the world's greatest detective, so... Yeah, he's OP as hell. Like, in in, in a live-action film, they never highlight that. Never. He's just fighting. Yeah, in this one, it, it takes a primary seat, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know anything about what what he's looking into or who else yeah. is in the movie or anything like that. I don't know who the main villain is or anything, but, um, you are yeah, I'm for a treat. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'll, I'll let you guys know how I like it. Uh, nice. Cause it'll be tomorrow. Well, um, uh, with that out of the way, let's dive right into our topics for yeah. this episode. Now we, we have to speak on the massive elephant in the room at, that has been dominating the news feeds for quite some time now regarding Netflix and how they lost $54 billion after announcing um, subscriber losses to their shareholders. And this is quite the blow to them. Yeah. Their stock has plummeted massively and currently it is valued a little over $200 per share. I just don't know what Netflix is doing because the stock drop was actually related to quite a few things. Yes, not just them announcing um, the crackdown on password sharing, (laughs) but um, from what I understand, it was also in relation to their competition. Yep. Yep. Um, so there's the competition aspect. There's the, uh, there's, uh, the whole, um, there is, um, uh, Dave Chappelle fallback. There's a bit of that going on in there. Oh, is that um, still going on? Yeah, there is. There is still people that will not use, uh, Netflix because of that whole Dave Chappelle, hmm. uh, scene. Interesting. Um, there's, um, they there's that constant constant fee raising 
uh, yeah, of I'm, like, I'm not a fan of that. No, no, they're and I, I'm actually surprised. I didn't realize that this is the first time ever that they had a like s- subscriber loss. So like this 200,000 is the first time ever and it's projected to get a lot worse. Yeah, that's I've been seeing a lot of reports that uh, in the next report that Netflix gives the subscriber loss amount will dwarf that of the 200,000. Oh yeah, big time, big time. So Netflix has a uh, has a lot going wrong. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, you know, they they've been at the the king of the hill for quite some time and they just weren't able to maintain and the mighty are starting to fall and fall mightily they have yeah i think one of the biggest reasons netflix is losing so many subscribers is mason you hit the nail on the head it's just it's expensive they keep it is the price every time we look up there is a new price range and i don't think it's frequent it's frequent to the point where people are asking themselves, it's literally cheaper to do anything else. Exactly. Like I I'm very close to uh, pulling the plug on my Netflix as well, because one, I hardly use it. I've been deviating, not deviating. I've been uh, gravitating. That's the, that's the word gravitating more towards HBO max and uh, Hulu as well as um, like verve and Crunchyroll. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, and I've, I've got they're cheaper. All of those. They are. They are. I mean, they give good content. I, I really can't say anything because I actually have Netflix playing in the background right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will not be canceling my Netflix subscription. I will just uh, complain loudly. <laughs> you will weather the storm. Hey, as is your right. I, as is my right to weather the storm. But I did read something interesting when I was looking further into the story. Um, as we all know, Netflix spends a lot of money. Okay? Yes, they spend a, a buku bucks. Yes, and usually they cancel shows that cost them a lot of money because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, there was a TV show that is still running called Stranger Things. Do you guys remember yes. Stranger Things? Okay, maybe yep. Yeah, okay, you guys remember it. I watched the first two seasons, thought it was fun. Well, they just reported how much they spend per episode on Stranger Things. And it was not a small amount. And keep in mind, Stranger Things is not this like uh, Star Wars. It's not Game of Thrones. It is just a basically a preteen show set in a small town with occasional uh, demigorgon. Do you know how much they pay out for each episode of Stranger Things? I have no clue. Five mil. $20 million per episode. Yo, that's a lot. (laughs) Per episode, that's a lot. Which is more than Game of Thrones. And how many episodes are there per season? Roughly like 10? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Stranger Things episodes per season. I would say probably like 10 episodes in a season, maybe 13. Uh, uh, as of right now, for season three, there were eight episodes. So oh, okay. They paid $160 million <laughs> for Stranger Things. Big money. Big money. And that's crazy. Oh, very much crazy. And one of the other things that came out of this is that because Netflix is losing subscribers left and right, their way to like, I guess, uh, cover the blow, uh, Netflix is slashing animation amid subscriber drops. Which I'm kind of upset by because yeah. they've been 
like Netflix has been proving that they've been able to do original animation content fairly well and competently. Agreed. And it, it's very disheartening to hear that because you have absolute banger shows like Devilman Crybaby that was developed by them. Yep. Uh, like um, you've got Knights of Sidonia, you got um, uh, as of recently Arcane. The Arcane was awesome. Like that Arcane was, was probably their uh, crown achievement, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, it was the best animated thing that I've seen on their platform and damn near close to one of the best animated shows I've ever watched. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, so it, it is disheartening that they're cutting something that they've been vested into, especially if you look at reports uh, claiming that... I want to say it was close to 90% of all Netflix users have watched uh, animation products on their platform. That's yeah. crazy. Like it, It's a very high percentage. But I think that the reason for that is because Netflix is so accessible for most people. Like yes. when you're a, a mom in Idaho and you're just going through and looking for something on Netflix, you'll come across some kind of anime. Oh, this cartoon looks fun. Let me put it on. Whereas if you wanted to go to like a crunchy roll, you actually have to legitimately go out and look for it and the whole thing. And it, I, I just don't know what Netflix is trying to do. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know either. We're losing Same. subscribers. So let's go ahead. Let's cut our animation budget and let's kick everybody off of uh, making sure they can't share their passwords. Mm-hmm. That'll get them back. And let's cancel everything but Stranger Things. I just read that... Um, uh, Netflix actually just canceled Bright 2. Really? What was it? Yeah, the, the movie with Will Smith where he's like a cop and like this... Um, well... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that has more to do with the you know, like him being canceled. Well, that's, the well, Netflix was just like, that has nothing to do with him. They were just like, we're just canceling it. They said it's completely unrelated to Will Smith. Oh, okay. But keep in mind, that movie is now five years old. I didn't even think it was ever going to get a sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one to get a sequel. I mean, yeah, that is. I, it's a pretty one-off movie. I wonder if the sequel that was announced for um, I Am Legend is still going to be a thing. Was that an, actually officially announced? I think it was just rumored. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like I've been wanting for that for a very long time. Same. It's probably yeah, one of my I, favorite movies. I mean, movies. I would watch a sequel to it. Yeah. In a heartbeat but the, for me. Uh, the next story that we have is kind of an exciting one, at least to me. Uh, I grew up playing the Sega Genesis, and one of the games that I played via cartridge came on uh, this cartridge called the Six Pack. Uh, do you guys remember that? Yeah. It was like a, it was a black cartridge with uh, purple and yellow writing on it. It said Six Pack, came with six Sega Genesis games. Uh, Golden Axe was one of them. Yes. Uh, yes. Sonic the Hedgehog was another. Um, I'm trying to remember others that were on there off the top of my head, but another one that was on there was uh, Streets of Rage 4. And I am a huge, huge fan of Streets of Rage. And uh, it was recently announced that the creator of John Wick is going to be developing a live-action Streets of Rage movie. Now, I'm excited. 
Streets of Rage was before my time. So, like, <laughs> this news meant nothing. Ba- ba- basically, Devin, like, the, the most simple explanation I can give is Streets of Rage is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. So, like, yep. every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Yes, it, um, it is exactly like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, Turtles in Time. Yes, yes. Um, I got that list of games for you, by the way. So, it was Golden Axe, Sonic the Hedgehog, Columns, okay. Revenge of Shinobi, Super Hang-On in uh streets of rage dude shinobi is a fucking hard game i feel, I feel like i remember that game and i remember not being able to do it <laughs> i never beat it uh but it was fucking difficult as shit and that's, uh that's the original game difficulty the one thing oh, i will yeah. say about this uh new streets of rage film that's being worked on is this isn't the first streets of rage movie to come out this has no relation to the 1994 action crime movies that is rated a 3.8 on IMDb. Oh, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> so, no, no relation, and it's a non-rated movie, so take that with what you will. Streets of Rage, no relation. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I want to stress that this uh, this new movie developed uh, by, who was the creator? Derek, uh, what is his name? Derek Kolstad, it has no relation. I, I, I kind of, because John Wick is directing this new Streets of Rage, I kind of want this guy to direct a TMNT movie. Like, Oh, yeah. Dude, TMNT needs, like, some love. Uh, yeah. It's a rated R movie. So, like, the Michael Bay TMNT was not good. No. Which one's that? Was that the really old one? No, that's, that no, the, that's the one with Megan Fox. Okay, I, I don't think I ever saw that one. I don't yeah, even remember bad. that one. Can't be. They were kind of it was, funny. Kid. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the I like the old ones. The old yeah, ones the, were fun. The 1990s ones. Yeah, you I know. mean, the, the first uh, live-action one back in the day was pretty good. The other two, rewatching as an adult, are kind of cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what needs some love also? Power Rangers. Like, yes. you remember I, that, that the, so the green ooze? The oh, ooze, ooze, the purple ooze. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude, that, that movie. Uh, so good. It was so, so cringe. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> uh. my, my wife, Jackie, is just like, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I it was so good. <laughs> uh, no, but as a kid, like I did enjoy the live action Power Rangers film and the live action TMNT movies. Like I did love them as a child. It's just, rewatching them as an adult, you're just like sh- I shake my head at them. But as, as a child, you did not know better. <laughs> oh no! Like there's a lot of shit that I watched when I was a kid that I'm like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And then I rewatch it, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like I love like <laughs> case point. Like I love. Um, Digimon, and I love the yeah. original show, like the four kids entertainment dub. Rewatching yeah. it as an adult, I, I I like can't do it without making fun of it. Oh, <laughs> like Even it is alone. so corny. See, for me, the one of the things that I enjoyed a lot as a kid, but when I go back and play it, I'm like, why did I enjoy this? That was Digimon World Three. Oh, I, I still love that game. I don't care what anybody says. As a kid, I enjoyed it. As an adult, I'm like, this is the biggest waste of time I've ever had. <laughs> like, it definitely aged poorly, but I still enjoy playing it. I, I own the physical copy, and I play it every now and again. 
Well, you might want to be able to sell that physical copy because I hear the physical copies are actually worth something now. They are, but I I, I like them too much to sell. They're, they're very sentimental to me. So Digimon World 3 was one and Shenmue was the other. I am yes. like, why did I ever play this? Shenmue is like unplayable. It did not hold up ever. I still might try it one day if it comes to Game Pass. I think it yeah. was on Game Pass. It's worth trying. Yeah, It was? I, I think it might still Oops. be on Game Pass. Oops. <laughs> I'll try it and see if it's really bad or not. <laughs> and, and hey, if you have a bad time, you can watch the anime. And the anime is good, so. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, whatchamacallit, now, did you guys hear about Call of Duty? A lot's going on with Call of Duty right now. now yes. That, uh, Activision Blizzard is basically almost officially sold. They're like, let's get our last stuff in. Yeah, and- dude, the, the, the recent news with Call of Duty made me literally, like, bust out laughing. Uh, there was two <laughs> big news stories, but we're only going to mention one. And that is that there is a new playable character in Call of Duty. <laughs> and uh-huh. for shizzle my nizzle it's snoop Dogg. yeah oh <laughs> very unexpected that is very unexpected like i'm just imagining like running into snoop dog and fucking call of duty I'm like, yeah yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't I, I hope he has like iconic dialogue oh my yes. god yes please but, but i don't think it's that unimaginable because snoop dog has actually been involved with call of duty for a couple years now because whenever there was like a uh, showcase or an e3 showcase usually it was snoop dog who was controlling one of the characters <laughs> yeah so, and, and um he is a uh, twitch streamer as well oh my god have you guys seen that like clip of him raging the madden yes oh, yeah. i love it and it is Just, fantastic like eight <laughs> hours long <laughs> the, the one that i saw like he threw his controller on the ground and broke it yeah oh yeah he gets mad. So Snoop Dogg will now sit alongside Captain Price and Kevin Spacey's ghost, uh, part of the Call of Duty canon. So now uh, Snoop Dogg is with Kevin Spacey as being officially Call of Duty canon. Um, <laughs> Why is Kevin Spacey in, in Call of Duty? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. I, I thought he got canceled. Him. He did get canceled, but his ghost didn't. Like, it's hard. <laughs> I'm just like, House of Cards guy at Call of Duty. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, okay, I guess I'm teaching you guys something. So, Kevin Spacey was in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, as <laughs> I, do re- I do remember that. As Jonathan Irons. So That then, is so funny. So, so, he was officially a character in the Call of Duty world. And apparently a new patch replaced them. So who would have guessed that Call of Duty with Activision Blizzard actually got something canceled uh, because of uh, the way they treat people? Uh, Yeah, who knew? Who would have guessed? But um, that apparently Snoop Dogg has a a bio in the new DLC. So the name is obviously Snoop Dogg. The task force is Executioners. Uh, The favorite weapon is the PPSH-41. Okay. His date of birth is October 20th, 1971. Citizenship American. Hobbies, listening to K-pop, smoking, and painting. Hey, he, he listens to K-pop? Snoop Dogg listens to everything. Nice. Uh, <laughs> mad respect. Uh, uh, hey, no hate. I, I listen to K-pop, J-pop. I don't know who, who or what that is. Uh, so K-pop is Korean pop music, and J-pop is Japanese pop music. Yeah. So think, think BTS. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Think Gangnam Style. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but not quite, because yeah. like Gundam Style, it, it was like 
they're still like English. Oh, but like yeah. with with BTS, they are straight like singing in Korean, but have like really uh, catchy beats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So yeah. So apparently, Snoop Dogg is now a playable character in Call of Duty. But that was not the only Call of Duty news that came out. Apparently, Call of Duty is doing um, something, and I don't know what this is. They're doing a Godzilla and King Kong event. Hell yeah. Do it up. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know what this is. and I'm, I'm, I don't know either, but I'm here for it. So uh, Godzilla and King Kong are, are Call of Duty Warzone's next operators. The destructive pair will apparently duke it out on Caldera next month. Uh, say what you will about Call of Duty's strange choices for crossover events over the last year, but somebody has to appeal to 45-year-old action movie dads. It looks like Warzone is kicking things up a notch this time. The real Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard was cute. Rambo and Judge Dredd skins were neat. What about Mother Heckin' Godzilla and their best friend King Kong? That's right. The stars of last year's Godzilla vs. Kong will make an appearance on Caldera during next month's Operation Monarch Warzone event. Activision announced the event on Twitter yesterday with a flashy trailer. The battle begins May 11th. And that's all the information that we know at this point. Hmm. Can you play as Godzilla and King Kong in Call of Duty? I don't know, but I hope so. I yeah, I hope it's something weird like that. <laughs> I'm assuming you're just going to be like on a map and they're going to be battling out in the background. That, that would be hysterical too, though. I mean, that's was pretty cool. I'd be so distracted. I would be so distracted. I just watch it. <laughs> you get sniped. You get shoot. Uh, but yeah, let's move on and change up the stories a little bit. Yeah. Some uh, a little bit uh, good news. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned this in a prior episode regarding Raven Studios wanting to unionize. So uh, Friday... Uh, was it last Friday? No, it was actually today this was updated. So not last Friday, but today, Friday. Uh, time is hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in a decision uh, today, the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB, ruled that a group of 21 quality assurance workers at Raven Studios is eligible to participate in a union election. So this is very good news. In late January, that group filed a petition with the NLRB for a union election after parent company, you guessed it, Activision Blizzard, missed the deadline set by the group to voluntarily recognize the union named the Game Workers Alliance, or GWA. Activision Blizzard contested the filing, arguing that any union at the Wisconsin-based Raven Studios would have to encompass all of the studio's approximately 230 employees, which is a broader broader, um, net, if you will. But the NLRB rejected this and are going forward with the Raven Studios' initial request to unionize, and a vote will take place... Uh, from April 16th to April 29th, and their ballots will have to be, you know, in the box by close of business on May 20th, and the count will take place on May 23rd. So next month, 
almost exactly a month from now, we will get official word whether or not they will officially unionize. Question on this. Um, I know you, I know you have some experience with unions. Yes. Um, so I saw an article, um, let's say about a month ago. Um, basically Activision had converted a bunch of, uh, QA to full time yes, and then gave them a bunch of raises, but they mm-hmm. didn't give the union one though, the, the union division raises. So once, once this finalizes, are they going to be able to get like their raises and everything? Like you, it, you happen to know how that works? So th- this, I don't, I hate giving this answer, but it's the best one I can give. It is the typical answer of it depends. Okay. Um, and I hate to say that because it's vague, but yeah, yeah. given that I don't know how their contract is set up, because I know being a union worker for Ford, my right. union contract is set up specifically towards me and the members. So I don't know how theirs is set up. So I don't know how their bonuses, raises, and things of that nature work. But right. okay. um, you know, if they do officially unionize and all that, they can definitely argue in their contract, in their collective bargaining agreement to receive those raises and those bonuses that were dished out. That can certainly be a point of contention that they can bring to the table. Okay, gotcha. So that's, a, that's probably like the best answer I can give. Yeah, no, that makes with, sense. With like the amount of information that I have. Now, I know, because um, you mentioned that they were not eligible for the raises, uh, and that is absolutely true. I don't, Microsoft announced that they're going to do, if Activision basically agrees they're going to unionize. Microsoft said that they'll agree with that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, Microsoft doesn't care. But I, no. do, I do think it's interesting. Because we're saying this happening at um, Starbucks. We're saying this happening at the Apple Store. It's happening at uh, Amazon. Is mm-hmm. They're all trying to fight unions. Yes. And they're spending, I believe uh, Amazon was going to be spending out like. They spend millions. Millions upon millions of dollars to fight unions. Yeah, they have a, uh, they actually have an anti lobbying group in Washington. Yes. Now, my thing is, and this might be because I'm not a CEO or anything, um, why would I spend millions of dollars fighting something that's going to cost me probably not the amount of money I'm spending? If you just treat people decently, then Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have this problem. Ultimately, Devin. Uh, it does come down to greed. Yep. A hundred percent. It's literally that. And uh, I think that that's going to bring us actually into uh, Nintendo if you want to talk about it. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because this does segue nicely into the Nintendo story that we have. Now, we, we all know Nintendo as being this like cute, family-friendly company that is never involved in any controversy until you look at them. Yeah, so um, speaking of the NLRB, they were hit with a labor complaint by them, actually. So a worker who works for Nintendo of America issued a formal complaint to the NLRB for union busting. 
The complaint was filed Monday in Washington and names both Nintendo and Ashton Carter, a staffing agency Nintendo uses to hire workers in contract positions. The anonymous worker alleges that Nintendo and Carter engaged in concerted activities such as retaliation toward firing, refusing to hire, or disciplining organizing workers using coercive actions such as surveillance and statements and threats. Mm. Yikes. From Nintendo, the home of Mario. Yeah. So this is really big because Nintendo as a whole has more than know 6,500 employees. I don't know how many exactly Nintendo of America has, but I'm sure it's a substantial amount. Uh, it doesn't say, um, but I believe, let's see here. Yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a good amount of people. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless, um, the fact that Nintendo was engaging in this doesn't surprise me based on how they treat others who you know want to like promote their content on like youtube for instance mm-hmm. like they're very yeah. strict yeah because there's, oh, yeah. there's even a go-karting place in japan that you could like dress up in mario costumes yeah uh nintendo sued them out of existence oh i know i, I heard about that and uh, so we'll keep our eye on this story. Yes. Um, now that uh, Regis Phyllis has retired, I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with yeah. America. We, they, they definitely lost a gem with him. But did you, uh, but real sidebar, did you hear what happened to Regis when he went to the GameStop board? Oh, I, I definitely heard about that. Yes. I don't think we talked. I did not. I don't think we talked about this. No, we didn't talk about it. So after Regis had left Nintendo of America... Uh, he saw that GameStop was in a problematic position. Like this was the time of the GameStop thing. And so he joined the board because if anybody has experience with the video game industry, it's him. Oh, yeah. Problem is, is that when he's sitting on the board, he's like suggesting all of these ideas and the higher ups and people on the board who come from other CEOs of other companies and like uh, venture firm capitals and stuff like this, they're like, no, 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 we don't really need your opinion. We know what we're doing. Uh, and then so Regis was just like, well, all right, I guess I'll leave. Then. <laughs> he they literally the GameStop board told Regis he didn't know what he was talking about, didn't have any good ideas. And then they had no reason to listen to him. And then he was just like, well, that's the reason why y'all company's terrible right now. Big facts. Yep. Like yeah. they're they're absolutely the worst. Like they always have been. They always will be. I don't know how long they're going to last, but if it's even broken that high up on the ladder, <laughs> there it, it doesn't spill. Like you, you know, it's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. end at some point. See, if I was on that board, and the second Reed just would have opened his mouth, I would have told everybody else in the room to shut the hell up. I'm like, y'all don't get an opportunity to speak. This man is a savior. This man knows what he's talking about. This man is a legacy. And honestly, I'm surprised like they didn't make him CEO of GameStop because he would have turned that company around. So we would have GameStop apps, streaming services, discounted, the whole thing. He probably didn't want it, to be honest, because he did retire from Nintendo being the CEO. <laughs> no, I think 
Well, probably not. I'm, probably, I'm sure he probably didn't want it, but I think he left uh, Nintendo's because he wanted to explore different opportunities and challenges. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. And uh, GameStop was one that did not work out for him. Uh, but let's change it up a little bit. Now, imagine you were getting ready to release uh, your Pride and Joy video game. Now, you choose, You finally decide, you know what, I'm going to choose a day. This is the day we're going to resolve on. Now, would you check to make sure there was nothing else being released on that day? <laughs> or would you just hope for the best? I mean, I would definitely check uh, out the competition. Chris, what would you do? Oh, yeah, I would definitely be doing my research. <laughs> now, let's just say you chose a day and you realize, you know what? My game is going to be finished a lot sooner than we thought. Let's just push our day ahead. If you pushed your day ahead, would you also check the day in which you're releasing something on? Yep, I would double yeah. check it. Well, someone might have missed the memo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Digimon Survive is officially coming out. Yeah. On the same... <laughs> Go ahead, Mason. Uh, I was going to say, it's coming out on the same day as Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is a highly anticipated sequel. However, being a uh, Digimon stan, I am still very excited about this finally seeing the light of day. Um, this was announced back in 2018 during the franchise's 20th anniversary, and it has been delayed and delayed and delayed. Yes, it has been delayed three times, and we weren't sure uh, if it was going to come out, honestly. We weren't sure if Digimon Survive would survive. LOL. <laughs> um, luckily, it did survive. And it is going to be coming out. Yes, it is coming out on the same day as Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So it might not perform as well. But I do think it will perform to Bandai's liking. I do. I really do. Um, and I'm very excited. I'm going to buy it day one. Um, the, the RPG is going to be coming out on July 29th in the United States. And it is a tactical RPG you know, where you uh, move your characters on, like, tiles and stuff. Very, like, Final Fantasy Tactics-esque. Yeah. So, I do hope that fans purchase the game because, you know, that'll tell them at Bandai, hey, people still like this franchise. Let's, you know, make more games and things of that nature. So, I do wish the game the best. Good thing it's not being produced by Square Enix. No matter what kind of sales numbers it would have did, Square Enix would have been like, you could have done better. <laughs> yeah, right? It's complete trash. Square Enix um, is a tiger mom. So they did confirm it's coming to the States. I know like earlier this week they were um, they were saying it's coming out for sure in Japan. Yes, it's coming but, out uh, July 28th in cool. Japan. Okay. But yeah, I didn't know about the States because I was like, what? Because it didn't like the the announcement only was said Japan. Yes, um, I didn't then, know they confirmed. Yeah, and then they confirmed the U.S. Cool. Uh, just a day later. Okay, cool. Yeah, why would they do that? That's so yeah, weird. I don't know. That is weird <laughs> that they're they're doing the Japanese on the twenty eighth, and then the American one on the 29th. Yeah, I that's strange. That's odd. Um, but oh well. I I hope for the very best. Um, because um. Because of it's another major game is released going on that same day, I don't think people's wallets will be prepared. Uh, 
but hopefully it will be. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be optimistic. Sam, now uh, one of our other stories, uh, next major main story, uh, has to do with purchasing power. Now, when there's the talk of the acquisitions going on, everybody was acquiring everybody. Uh, Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard. Sony responded by acquiring Bungie. It's been kind of a feeding frenzy of acquisitions. And one of the people we always talked about that would be really a check, basically a checkmate in the quote unquote console wars would be Ubisoft. Now, because of some very strange French law, because uh, Ubisoft is French, they actually cannot be sold to uh, either a Japanese company or an American company. That's actually part of their French law, because I looked the the sense of this. However, Ubisoft is still for sale. Apparently, Ubisoft is in talks to be sold to someone, but as of right now, there's been no dollar value uh, uh, tied to this deal, and there's been no leading candidate thus far. But what we do know is that Sony nor Microsoft have announced that they're even in the bidding for this. Hmm. So that is that is very interesting. The entire Assassin's Creed franchise is mostly being bought is going to most likely be bought by an equity firm. That is strange. That is very strange. Um, it's it's French law, so they really just can't be bought by anyone. Huh. And because of their bad press and missed sales target, they really don't have much of a choice. Uh, I think they're entertaining offers right now, but who knows? Um, how much is Ubisoft even worth? I think what probably ten fifteen billion. I don't. Really I have to look up much. their current lineup. Uh, um, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely more than that because they're the ones that have uh, Writers Republic. Yeah, um, they, have, they have Far Cry. The dance game, I believe. Um, they actually have quite a few franchises. Maybe yeah, they have, uh, they, Fallout? No, Fall, they do not have Fallout. No, no, not Fallout. I meant um, Far Cry. Not yeah, they Fallout. have Far Cry. Yeah, they, they have a, actually a, quite a few heavy-hitting franchises. They may be worth a decent, a decent penny. They're going to be worth more than Bungie, but less than Activision Blizzard. Yes, they also have I Bungie. would agree with that. They also have Watch Dogs as well. Dude, I still have to try that. I have all three of them. Haven't got to play them yet. I played the first one for about 15 minutes and was like, I'm all right. So they have Watch Dogs, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Just Dance, Far Cry, and the Tom Clancy Rainbow Six games. So that's a- Oh, yeah. Well, Rainbow Six is very, very popular. It's a good Oh, game. yeah. That game's insanely popular. It's super good. It's oh, a- hey, they do have uh, Skull and Bones. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's their, I think that's their liability right now. When, when they're going over the company finances, they're going to be like, what is Skull and Bones? And they were like, we don't want to talk about it. It's like, you just shell out a lot of money for this. And they're like, yeah, and you're going to have to shell out a lot of money too. <laughs> it's like the F-35 of video games. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Everybody shells a lot of money, but nobody actually has seen one. That's so true. <laughs> But do you guys want to see Ubisoft bought out by an equity firm? Do you have to see no. This I mean, I, I would rather not a equity firm buy them. I would rather, you know, a, a company that falls within the same purview as them yeah. would, should buy them, you know? Yeah, because what, what an equity firm is going to do is they're going to figure out how can we monetize this? Yes, <laughs> exactly. gonna, You're going to see so many loot boxes and uh, microtransactions. Like, 
Ubisoft already had a decent amount of them in certain games. Um, it's just going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to uh, be NFTs and... Uh, oh my God, but please no. Assassin's Creed, Bitcoins. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Then yeah. goes Recon Wildlands, Bitcoin, like, come on. I kind of was hoping Ubisoft would stay independent, uh, but I understand that we're in a completely changing market. But I really would appreciate if somebody else in the gaming world would pick them up. Uh, when this was announced, I actually went to the at Uninformed Gamers on uh, Twitter, and I actually uh, added Phil Spencer <laughs> to the new the, to the reveal. I'm like, uh, hey. What if he replies? If he replies, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably sign out of the Twitter account for a while because <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, if he likes it, uh, I will be sure to let everybody know. Quite a few people have already liked the tweet, which is cool. Um, but I'd pin it if he liked it or comment it. <laughs> I would too. You heard it first on the Uninformed Gamers. Um, but I don't know. We'll see if anything comes out of this. I hope it doesn't go to an equity firm for the exact reasons Chris mentioned, but we'll hope for the best. Um I- one more quick thing on this. I wonder, since you can't buy the company, can you buy the, like, IPs? Uh, if Ubisoft is willing to sell them, you could. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to reach out to them first. Do you want to, instead of you buying a house, Chris, do you want to buy a Skull and Bones? No. It could have bought me several houses over and over again. No thanks. <laughs> it could have bought out uh, Bobby Kotick, too. That man's will get paid. <laughs> you know they still have not. Microsoft still has not decided what they're going to do with Bobby Kotick yet, which means I heard that they were going to have him step down. No, apparently that's not true. Apparently they're still deciding, which means they're going really? to people. Yeah. So there, I, I actually listened to a podcast this morning about it. Um, there's this guy. I think it's uh, Hose Law. He's on. He's active on uh, YouTube and Twitter. Um, and so he gave a little bit of detail what's going on there. Um, basically no matter what, what they do, um, Bobby Kotick is going to get a payday. He said it would be in my Microsoft's best interest just from like a, um, a, uh, like, um, a image, um, view, like like your PR standpoint. Yeah, you you would want to get rid of them as soon as you take it over, as soon as you like literally can. They said be, like basically what's what's happened is is in Bobby's contract with Activision, he has all of these um, these promises of money if he gets let go that were built into his contract. And so even though Microsoft would be buying and taking over all of that, there they would have to literally eat that L. And it's like, I want to say it was like, it was, it was a lot of money. It was like $2 billion or something like that. I want that. that kind of contract. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like actually absurd. It was like, I, I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was $2 billion. Like right. it was, it was something silly. Um, yeah, that's a lot. It like, it, like I, it, 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 it may not be $2 billion. I, I might be actually confusing it, but regardless, it was a lot of money. Um, it was a lot of money to like, to, to just give someone a golden parachute. And like the basically the only way that they could get out of giving a golden parachute, they would actually have to sue him for some wrongdoing and win the case. So like and even that's like and that would take even longer. Exactly. Exactly. So like they're they're like screwed if they do, they're screwed if they don't. So like um, he said that they like basically the only way that they would get away with not paying him without the lawsuit was if. 
he was um, kept on for the company for one year. And either he left voluntarily or after a year they could get rid of him without without the golden parachute. Yeah, without like the penalty. Yep. Same. But regardless, he's he's just gonna get paid because he'd be yeah, like yeah. he'd be dumb not to just sit on there and wait. <laughs> just, yeah, just let him go. An equity firm will buy Ubisoft and will hire Bobby Kodak to lead Ubisoft. <laughs> you heard it first. Stranger things Please have no. happened. You heard it first, no. uniform gamers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, I just got one more one more quick little thing that I want to just mention because this is close and dear to near and dear to my heart. Um, Quite a few years ago, there was a studio called Telltale Games. Yeah, they, they made a Wolf Among Us. They made uh, Tales of the Borderland, and they made a couple other like Walking Dead spinoff series. Unfortunately, the studio closed down, and a lot of their IPs were kind of like lost to the wind. Recently, a Wolf Among Us Part Two has been unveiled, but also coming out is a new Tales from the Borderlands game with new adventure, new character, and new tales. I was so incredibly excited to see this because I actually had Tales of the Borderlands downloaded for months. And one day out of boredom, I just opened it up and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was super excited when this was announced, only to hear that, oh, it's going to be a completely different character. It's going to be completely written by somebody completely different. And it's going to be directed by somebody completely different. So it's not even going to be the same team that did the first one. But it's still going to be a sequel and I'm super excited. And... uh Damn, Chris, he needs to get fired. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Fire him. Agreed. Chris just posted in the chat that he gets $15 million if he gets fired. Yep. Oh, I mean, that's not too that's bad. Not yep. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's got unlimited money, so. I mean, it it's still a lot, but, I mean, yeah. it's not. It, I was thinking it would be worse. Yeah. It's still, like, that's still, like, crazy to me. <laughs> Like, what is his yearly salary that he gets $15 million if fired? Oh, wow. He I, has a yearly salary of a dollar. <laughs> no, that's not even, like, being funny. because like, a lot, No, a lot of CEOs actually, um, yeah, uh, he would, Bobby Kodak's uh, yearly salary is only $62,000. But a lot of CEOs only take a dollar. That's, that's weird. Okay. So, yeah, Bobby Kodak uh, makes a... Uh, a little bit more than the median wage of Ohio. So no, it looks like his pay package hits 150 million. Yeah, that's why he only makes 62 thousand dollars from the a- actual compensation from the company because he doesn't have to actually get. A oh my god, that's so weird. Yeah, it, it's it's strange, but um, I believe that completes our stories for the day, y'all. Yeah, there was yeah. quite a bit of topics. There was uh, one that we didn't get to, but we can always save it for a future episode. Uh, which one did we not get to? We can actually drop it in here. Oh, uh, I just wanted to briefly talk about Baldur's Gate. Yeah, oh, throw it in. Uh, before we end. Uh, it'll just be rapid fire. So, uh, right. so Baldur's, th- that, that, that. Baldur's Gate 3 is officially confirmed uh, for a release in 2023. It has been stuck in beta for quite some time. Uh, I'm trying to remember how long it's been in beta for, because I currently play the beta, and I I love it. Uh, So I'm very happy that it is uh, getting an official release date, and it's made by Larian Studios, who made Divinity Original Sin 2, my most favorite game of all time. So... It is going to be an absolute banger of a game, and I am very, very 
very much looking forward to it. Just fans, please be patient. Don't give them too much hate because they're they're trying to make this game as perfect as possible. We don't want a repeat of um, CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk, okay? Just be patient, <laughs> please. Good old Cyberpunk. And that's what I got to say about Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, that's an exciting release. Um, that's a, that's a big one. That's a really big one, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Awesome. Um, I guess uh, let's go ahead and do your sign-offs. Uh, Mason, yes. you go ahead. Yeah. Well, as always, I have been Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review. Feel free to give me a follow on my YouTube channel, Rad Dreams Review, as well as my Twitter at uh, Rad underscore Dreams. And we'll catch you guys next time. Awesome. And Devin. Go ahead. You guys know me as Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger. One of these uh, on Xbox. One of these days, I'll get you my PSN name because I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> you can find me controlling the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. If you like what we do here, be sure to leave us a review, give us a comment, send me a personal message, either or, as long as you share and like. Chris, feel free. Awesome. And I am a Chameleon or Chris, whatever you want to call me. Um... You can find me at uh, Twitter at Chameleon Games and um, on Twitch at um, twitch.tv slash iChameleonI. Um, it was fun talking with you boys as always. Um, this was a great episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, to you listeners out there, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Peace. Later.